I have a question. Are you mowing in the dark? Welcome back to the Mowing in the Dark podcast. This is your host, Aaron Sutter. Thank you for tuning in to another Faith Friday episode. Guys, I am recording this one for YouTube. I'm actually on the video this time. It's not just the podcast on YouTube. So that is exciting. However, my battery is running very low right now. So I'm going to have to do a little uh, a pause break here in a little bit and plug this thing in. But anyway, let's get started here. I want to let you guys know right off the bat that on YouTube, the Mowing in the Dark podcast episodes are no longer going to be on the Lansing Lawn Service YouTube channel. The Mowing in the Dark podcast now has its own YouTube channel. So all of the episodes from here on out all the podcast episodes from here on out will be on the Mowing in the Dark podcast uh, YouTube page. So go check that out. Go subscribe to the Mowing in the Dark podcast YouTube page. And also check out our mowingindhedarkpodcast.com website. Uh, there you can find a 12-month template for your lawn care business. That's so you can make uh, year-round income, but that's neither here nor there. That is not why we are here today. Today, this episode is all about faith. And so we are jumping into the book of 1 John. I am so excited, guys. This is amazing. I am so ready for this. We spent a long time in Romans, and we are jumping into 1 John today. So, with that being said, I'm going to take that little pause break here. You won't even notice, and I will be back in one second. All right, we are back in business. So let's jump right into 1 John. Now, let me. we're going to do a little bit of an intro on this book of the Bible or this letter. Uh, we're going to find out who wrote it and about what time they wrote it, or at least when they think they wrote it. And things like that. All right, but I wanna I wanna just uh, caution you that I'm going to be looking down a lot because I've got my Bible down here, as you can see here. So uh, I'm gonna have to be looking down to read quite a bit. So unfortunately, I'm not gonna be looking into the camera a whole lot, but uh, I will try to get it up here so you can kind of see my face and things like that. Okay. So I, I really want to get these on video and uh and share them with you all right so let's jump into first john so first john was authored by john he was one of the sons of zebedee he was a fisherman uh he is the same john that wrote the gospel of john all right and he also wrote revelation so john was one of the last if not the last apostle to die and uh, he had quite the interesting life, I got to say. Uh, when he wrote Re Revelation, he was actually um, banished to the island of Patmos, where um, basically the Roman Empire, I think it is, sends people to basically starve to death so, and, and work. So uh, uh, eventually he does get off the island of Patmos, and he does uh, live out the rest of his life. He is the only... Mar uh, the only apostle that was not martyred. So 
let's go ahead. Uh, let's see here. I didn't highlight it, but uh, here we go. It looks like they they say it's very difficult to to know exactly when when First John was written, but they assume that it was written somewhere between AD 85 and AD 95. So about a 10-year period there, okay? So with all that being said, there was a few things going on when John wrote uh, the, this letter, First John. Uh, there was something called Gnosticism going around, and it was a lot of different beliefs, but they were, they were um, heretical beliefs, uh, with Christianity. And so they were, a lot of these Gnostic beliefs were working their way into the church. And so people were starting to believe these really weird things. And one of the things that, that Gnosticism was teaching was that everything is spiritual. Like everything, um, that is good is spiritual. So that meant that your body was not good. And so it was, it was supposed to be kind of thrown off or, or not taken care of or whatever. So that's one of the things that was going around when John wrote this in, at, at this time. So without going into too much more detail, First um, John chapter 1 is quite a short chapter. That's why I'm trying to give a little context on the front end here because it's a very short chapter. And so I, I just want to, to kind of go over that with you. So um, without any further ado, guys, let's jump into 1 John. All right. Starting at verse 1, the way we do it here is I read through the entire chapter uh, unless it's a huge chapter, then I try to break it up because it just makes for such a long podcast. However, if we go from verse 1 all the way through, what, it, what I do is I read it, and then we go back to verse 1, and I try to break it down verse by verse as much as I can. Guys, I'm not a Bible scholar. I didn't go to Bible school, nothing like that. I just love the Word of God, and I love digging into it and trying to help you guys and anyone that wants to hear uh, just kind of bring more stuff out. So with me, I don't know a ton about the Bible, okay? I I'm just like you. I'm not a pastor. I'm not, I'm not some theologically educated person. I didn't go to seminary. None of that stuff. I'm just reading the Bible for what it says, okay? And then I'm trying to to kind of bring out what I can. So because I don't know a whole lot, I have my trusty commentary that I use here with me. All right. I use the Believer's Bible Commentary. It's by uh, McDonald. Uh, I can't remember his first name, but anyway, so um, you can look that up on, on Amazon and get your own if you want. Uh, it is very helpful. Okay. So Again, without any further ado, after the further ado, uh, let's jump into 1 John chapter 1. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked at and our hands have touched, this we proclaim concerning the word of life. The life appeared, we have seen it and testify to it, and we proclaim to you the eternal life, which was with the Father and has appeared to us. We proclaim to you what we have seen and heard, 
so that you also may have fellowship with us. And our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. We write this to make our joy complete. This is the message we have, we have heard from him and declare to you. God is light. In him there is no darkness at all. If we claim to have fellowship with him, yet walk in the darkness, we lie and do not live by the truth. But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, his Son, purifies us from all sin. If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. If we claim we have not not sinned, we make him out to be a liar and his word has no place in our lives. And that's it. That's the end of chapter one. It's just 10 verses. So with all that being said, let's go back to verse one. I love First John. This will be my fifth time reading through the book of First John in the last month. All right. I, I did it first to study, and then I did it again to study some more. Then I did it again because I enjoyed it. And then I did it again because I wanted to study a little more. And now I'm doing it again for you all. So, uh, and through all four of those times, I did not use my commentary at all. So it might be interesting if I have questions. A lot of times when I have questions, I go to the commentary to try and get some answers and to maybe get a little bit more deeper insight, things like that. Okay. So verse one, that which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked at and our hands have touched. This we proclaim concerning the word of life. All right, so if you don't know anything about the Bible, this intro is very similar to the intro to the book of John, the Gospel of John. All right, so it says that which was in the beginning or from the beginning. Well, what was from the beginning? Well, God was from the beginning. All right, and because God was from the beginning, Jesus the Son was also from the beginning because remember, we serve a God that is three in one. All right. We serve God, the father, God, the son, and God, the Holy spirit. They're all God. They're all, they're, they're individual, but one. It's hard to understand. I don't even grasp it, but I have faith that that is exactly what the Bible says. And that's what I believe. Okay. So that which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have looked at, and our hands have touched. What he's talking about here is after the resurrection, Jesus Christ rose from the dead. And if you remember, if you've heard the story, if you haven't, uh, that's okay. I'm not faulting you for that. Uh, when, when Jesus rose from the dead, after he was crucified, he appeared to the 12. He appeared to a, a gathering of people. And that's where doubting Thomas was. Thomas was did not believe until he was able to see and touch where Jesus had been scarred, the holes in his hands, the holes in his side and his feet. Then he believed. And so that's what 
That's what John is saying here, is that we have touched. All right, so they touched him. They knew him. All right, uh, this we proclaim concerning the word of life. Who is the word of life? It is a who. It's not a what. It's a who. The word of life is Jesus Christ. He is the word become flesh. All right. So let's keep going here. Verse two, the life appeared. That's Jesus. We have seen it and testify to it. And we proclaim to you the eternal life, which was with the father and has appeared to us. Again, he's talking about eternal life. Eternal life is embodied in Jesus Christ. So Jesus, whom they touched, whom they've seen, who, who they lived with for three years before his crucifixion, they saw, they walked with him, they talked with him, they laughed with him, they cried with him. They, they were with him through it all. And there's, he's, John is saying here, we know this, this life, this eternal life. They've been with eternal life. Okay. And of course, this is after the day of Pentecost back in Acts where they received the Holy Spirit. So once Jesus ascended into heaven, because he was here on earth after his resurrection, after he appeared to many, many thousands of people, not just the 12, not just small gatherings, thousands of eyewitnesses saw the risen Christ. Then he ascended into heaven to prepare a place for us. And with that, um, what was I going to say here? Uh, um, uh, oh, with that, he sent the Holy Spirit. And so that's what happened at the day of Pentecost. And so that's what we have today. We have the Holy Spirit. We don't have Christ physically here with us, but we have the Holy Spirit. God, the Holy Spirit. Okay, that's what we have. All right, um, let's see, which was with the Father and has appeared to us. Okay, three, verse three, we proclaim to you that we have seen and heard so that you also may have fellowship with us and our fellowship is with the Father and his Son, Jesus Christ. So we don't just have fellowship with Christ, even though you know, John walked and talked with Christ. Even though he spent time with Christ, his fellowship isn't just with Jesus. It's with the Father, God the Father. Because if you know the Father, you know the Son. And if you know the Son, you know the Father. That, that's what the Bible says, okay? Uh, verse 4, we write this to make our joy complete. So he's, he's writing. We don't even know who he's writing to here. It just says believers, all right, he's writing to the believers. And so I'm a believer. So he's basically writing to me. And this is so, this whole book, this whole letter is very applicable to every single believer today from when John wrote it until today. It is very applicable. And so he wants to make his joy complete by sharing this information with us. All right, verse 5. This is the message we have heard from him and declare to you. So this is the message we heard from Jesus and declare to you. God is light. In him, there is no darkness at all. What does he mean here that God is light? Is he saying that God is literal light? Like he's the light bulb above me here? No, that's not what he's saying. 
He's saying God is, it's a picture, okay? So in, in, in Bible times, in the New Testament, light and darkness were used as symbols, as good and evil. Light is good, darkness is evil. God is light. He is goodness. He is righteousness. There is no darkness in him. There is no evil in him. All right, so verse 5, let's see. This is the message we have heard from him and declare to you. God is light. In him there is no darkness at all. Verse 6, if we claim to have fellowship with him, yet walk in the darkness, we lie and do not live by the truth. Okay, now we're getting into the meat of what, of what John is starting to say here. And this whole book is full of meat, okay? This is a lot of stuff that I wish we would hear in church that sometimes we don't. Now, I hear it quite a bit in my church, but some of these other churches, these mega churches where it's all about seekers and and bringing people in, trying to save people, which is good. Don't get me wrong. That's a good thing. But the church gathering, as I've said before, was never meant to be to to bring people to Christ. It was meant for the church for believers to build them up so that they get built up. They fellowship. They get they get fellowship with the body so that they get built up and energized so that they can go out into the world and proclaim the gospel. All right? So, with that being said, if we claim to have fellowship with him, Jesus, yet walk in darkness, we lie and do not live by the truth. If we say that we're a Christian, and yet we're going to strip clubs, we're going to um, raves, you know, like drunken parties, like whatever, or we're we're um, we're doing all this kind of stuff that the Bible says is sin. All right, I, ca- I can't even go through the whole list. There's a lot. All right, but if you're if you're going and you're doing drunken parties and you're going to strip clubs. Uh, pornography, uh, all this stuff, cheating on your wife. If you are saying, you're, you're here saying, yeah, I'm a Christian. I believe in Christ. And maybe you do. Maybe you do. And you're just making bad choices. That can happen too. I'm not saying it can't. I'm not saying that if you proclaim that you're a Christ follower, that follower, that you're not, even if you're falling into sin, I'm not saying that. That's not for me to say other than I am to judge by your fruit. So I, I, all I can see is what your actions are saying. All right. So I don't judge anyone by what comes out of their mouth. I judge them by their actions. Are their actions good or are they light or are they darkness? You see what I'm saying? And so he's saying here, if, if you say that you walk are, are in the light, but you walk in darkness, we lie let me let me just read it. I was paraphrasing there. Let me just read it again. Verse 6. If we claim to have fellowship with him, yet walk in darkness, we lie and do not live by the truth. This can be anybody. This can be me. I could be sitting here doing this podcast with you and and be be doing all these things that I just mentioned. There are pastors like that today that are in the pulpit today. Yes, we are sinful people. We are. All right? We are. 
I, I do my best. You probably do your best. Our best isn't good enough on our best day. That's why we need Christ. That's why we need a savior. All right. So let me, I just want to go to the commentary because I want to clear this up. I've got some questions in my head that I can't even, can't even voice. So let's, let's read it. Chapter one, verse six here. Now it follows that in order for a person to be in fellowship with God, there can be no hiding of sin. All right. So no hiding of the sin. All right. Light and darkness cannot exist in a person's life at the same time any more than they can exist together in the room of a home. If a man is walking in darkness, he is not in fellowship with God. A man who says he has fellowship with him and habitually walks in darkness was never saved at all. All right, that clears it up a bit, right? So if we're habitually, if we're if we're doing the same sins over and over and over again, we what the what what the author of the commentary is saying and what I feel like John is saying here is that you were never saved at all. Maybe you're deceived. Maybe you think you're saved, but you're not. And in that case, you need to repent of your sin and, and, and come humbly back to Jesus and say, God, I thought I was saved, but apparently I did not believe in my heart. That, 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 that's the only thing that I can think of. So you come back, you humbly say, forgive me of my sin, God. I'm so sorry. I, I, I repent of my sin. Please, Lord, forgive me. I believe you are the Son of God. I believe that Jesus died on the cross and rose again. And I believe in my heart that you raised him from the dead. And the Bible says if you believe those things, and confess with your mouth to others, not just out loud in a bathroom by yourself, that you believe in God, you will be saved. All right, let's keep going. Verse 7. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. That's what I was just talking about. Paul just kind of wraps it up there. It, guys, I get so excited about this because it's life-changing. My life has been changed by this. Uh, just in the past two years, my life has been changed by this. I was one of those people that thought I was saved. I'm a preacher's kid. I've been to church my whole life. I thought, you know, I, I accepted, I prayed the prayer. I accepted Jesus into my heart. It wasn't, it, 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 it wasn't a true repentance because I had no power over sin. I had no control over falling into the same sin over and over and over and over and over again. And I just had no control over it. And it, I realized that I'm, I'm not saved. I can't be saved according to the word. And by through watching um, American Gospel... Uh, Christ crucified, I believe, or one of them. There's three of them now, I think, but American gospel. It's a documentary. Go look it up. It is from a Calvinist bent. You probably don't even know what that means. And it doesn't matter. It changed my life because it got me hungry for the word. And when I got hungry for the word, I realized that I was lost. 
and I needed to be found. And so I, I cannot, I cannot ask you enough to go watch the American gospel documentary. Please go watch it. I beg you to go watch it. All right. It is, it has changed so many lives. I can't even tell you. All right, let's keep going here. Um, let me read that verse seven again, because I kept flapping my gums. But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. We have fellowship with God the Father and God the Son and God the Holy Spirit. We have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus, his Son, purifies us from all sin. Guys, that is so exciting. And it's not its not sin that we will commit. It's the sin we have committed and the sin we will commit. We are purified from it all. God's blood, Jesus' blood, purifies us. When God looks at us, he sees the blood of Christ. It is so incredibly amazing. I can't... Gosh, I I almost get choked up about it, so I don't want to keep going on it too much because it's just amazing. All right, verse 8. If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. So I recently saw, maybe you've heard of this guy named Todd White. He's a pastor, apparently, or an evangelist, or a healer, or something like that. Todd White, okay, he, he does YouTube videos. He goes around and lengthens people's legs, heals psychosomatic trauma or whatever through prayer, and and I'm sorry, but it, it's all a scam, all right? It, it, it's a scam, all right? I could, if you were here today, I could lengthen your leg without, like that. I could, and it, it's not because I used the power of the Holy Spirit. It's because I use parlor tricks. All right. I've learned. I've learned how to do it. I could, I could do it. If you were here today, I would show you physically one of your legs is longer than the other because, of course, you have back pain because if you're listening to this podcast, you probably own a landscaping business and your back is going to hurt, obviously. So one of your legs has to be longer than the other. And so I'm just going to hold your legs. I'm going to look at it. Oh, look at that. One's longer than the other or one's shorter than the other. Well, we got to fix that. Apparently, guys, there is an epidemic of one leg longer than the other in our country. Okay. It's just, it's unreal. How many people this guy has lengthened their leg. It's ridiculous. No. So Todd White said that while he may have been sinful, he, he lived in sin at one time. He says today he does not sin. That is a huge red flag because we are human. We all sin. All right, every single one of us still sins, not past tense sins, but still sin. All right, and so that is a red flag on that particular person, Todd White, that he should not be trusted. When you say that you don't sin, the Bible says right here, it says right here, black and white, John, 1 John, verse 8. If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. There's nothing left to say. 
The truth is not in him. He's deceiving himself. He's self-deceived. Okay, we're going to move on. I get on these soapboxes and I shouldn't, but I do. Be careful who you listen to. All right, verse 9. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. If we ask forgiveness, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and we will be purified from all unrighteousness. But we have to ask. We have to ask. We have to ask. It's continues. Keep going. Uh, verse 10. Last verse. If we claim we have not sinned, we make him out to be a liar, ginned, and falls short of the glory of God. There is not one person who is sinless. Not one. From the absolute youngest child to the oldest in the world, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. How can that be? How can a little newborn baby have sinned? Because Adam sinned. Adam is our head. He is our federal head. He sinned. Once he sinned and procreated, every single person after that was born in sin. They were conceived in iniquity. They were conceived in sin. We are all sinful. We all need forgiveness. That's why it says that. If we claim we have not sinned, we make him out to be a liar and his word has no place in our lives. So be careful. Be careful on who you listen to. If you go to a church where your pastor says they haven't sinned in three years, that's a problem. That's a problem. All right? Because he is claiming that he has no sin. And that is a lie. And he is making God out to be a liar. We all sin. Every single one of us. We can't help it. We are, we, we will always sin. That's why we have to be sanctified. Sanctification is being made perfect. That's what it means. Sanctification means being made perfect. But we are never going to be perfect until we get to heaven. We can be made more perfect. We can be prodded along. The Bible says that we are made perfect by the reading of his word. We are sanctified by the reading of the word. That means that you need to get out of the worship music You need to stop listening to so much worship music that doesn't sanctify. All right? It it makes you feel good, and hopefully you're worshiping the Lord. But this, this is what sanctifies. Not Not the worship music. Not Christian music. It is only the Word of God that sanctifies. So you have to be in it. You have to be in it daily. Because this, you have to eat. You have to eat daily the word of God. And so that's why I do this podcast, is to get God's word into your ears. Because it is so important for us all 
to be in the word of God. So I hope that you feel my passion. I hope that you feel my passion over this because it is, it is so incredibly important to be in the word of God every single day without fail if you can help it. Now, of course, we're human. Like I said, we're going to make mistakes. But I got to tell you, just like going to the gym, just like going to your job, you have to be consistent. Just like with social media, with this podcast, I have to be consistent in order for it to grow. In order for me to grow in my spiritual life, I have to continually, consistently go back to the word of God and focus on it and eat and devour this book because this is the word of God. This is the word of God. This is what we have today. This is it. The, the writing of God's word has ceased. We don't need anything else. This is it. And so if you're not in it, what are you doing? This is far, far more important than your job, than your business, than having fun, than going on vacation, than doing anything else. This this is your eternal life. This is where you find eternal life. This isn't, isn't your eternal life. This is where you find eternal life. This is where you get made perfect. You won't be made completely perfect, but you can be made more perfect daily as you read the word of God. You, but you have to be in it. You have to read it. You have to listen to it. You have to study it. You have to dig in. You could, you could spend a hundred lifetimes reading this book and you wouldn't, you would barely scratch the surface of what it has to say. That is how important this book is. That's how important the word of God is. So I implore you get in your Bible today Spend five minutes. Go into 1 John. If you don't know where else to look, look in 1 John and just read. Just read. Just open it up. Let it fall open and read. That's, that's all you have to do. You don't need a daily devotional book. You don't need extra. You don't need extra things. You need this. This is what you need. It's simple. You can understand it. If you have the Holy Spirit living inside of you, if you are a Christ follower, if you have decided that I believe in Jesus Christ, I believe that God raised him from the dead, you have the capacity with the Holy Spirit to be able to understand this book. And with study and digging and continual reading and and being consistent, you will be able to go deeper and deeper and deeper. So I, I just, I hope that you, you get my passion here for the Bible. It is so important to be in it every single day. Guys, that is it for this Faith Friday episode. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that this was helpful for you. I hope that it was encouraging to you and I hope it was a warning to you. So with that being said, that's it. I will see you 
in the next Faith Friday episode.